0: Hello and, and welcome, welcome to back to, to IB <laughs> the GP Revision Podcast. That it should, should not be your only source. Please on do Chaotic. Okay, like, okay, let's go. Okay, basically. Did you just call me <laughs> So today we will be looking at Unit Six Point Three, Defense Against Infectious Diseases, and we'll be starting Unit Eleven. The first, uh, we'll be doing half of the subtopics in Unit Eleven, which is Animal Physiology, but essentially just Human Physiology at higher level.
1: Defense against the dark arts.
0: Yes, exactly. The dark arts being infectious diseases, or also enfermedades infecciosas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess we're throwing in Spanish.
0: Okay, so skin as a barrier to infection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, uh, we have several defense mechanisms. The primary defense um, against pathogens is just skin. We The barrier. Yeah, and then mucus. Uh, it's barrier. Oh yeah, it barrier. And then mucus membranes, they're basically uh, thin, soft types, and they have um, mucus on them. It's a sticky solution of glycoproteins, and it's basically also a physical barrier. Yes. Where do we find mucus, Scheißens? Inside your, uh, inside inside your, your, your mu- mouth, inside your nostrils, nostrils, inside
1: other orifices.
0: Is that where shit gets trapped that makes me cough? Yeah, that's, uh, basically that's what they do. They try to expel it back mm. out. Nice. Yeah, but also like in the vagina, which was what Olive, Olive was uh hinted towards. Yes. Okay. So let's call this. Let's go. Let's, let's go. <laughs> so actually
1: appropriate for once.
0: <laughs> um, other th- uh, other things that you need to know about is clotting, cuts and clots, and Un- unless you have hemophilia, in which case, well, that sucks. And also, you probably uh have and Y chromosome in that case. If you Wait, just a second. If you have hemophilia, your blood doesn't clot. Right? Exactly. So if you cut yourself, you're going to bleed. Yes. And how does you how does one stop the bleeding? You don't. You so just die. Wait, if, if I cut myself, like a like tiny 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 bit. Like there's I mean and
1: you then I think the regeneration should be enough and you, at some point your skin just grows closely. Yeah, but
0: there is, like, issues with that. But, like... Oh, my
1: God. But if you have a big cut, then you're kind of in
0: trouble. Remember in Kafka on the Shore? uh, No, I didn't read the book. (laughs) For context, it was on our uh, DP literature syllabus. Anyway, so cuts and clots. Um, Basically, uh, when uh, when the skin is cut, blood vessels in it are severed and start to bleed. However, um, if you've Ever uh, cut yourself for any reason or another, um, you'll have noticed that after a while it uh, stops bleeding and instead it starts forming the thick. I regularly cut myself on the sharp jawline of my boyfriend. For
1: fuck's sake. Meryl once managed to cut herself on a piano.
0: That is ridiculously stupid. Okay, okay, let's not get distracted here. Um, we said three minutes in, down half a page. Um, basically, the reason why is because of certain factors that are released from the platelets. So platelets are the uh, small cells in your blood that... And what are the factors? The factors, we're getting there. It's up there on the next page. Bas- uh, basically, um, for... Uh, for yeah, fi- fibrinogen is co- uh, made into fibrin by thrombin. Ach, du scheiße! Wait, thrombin makes fibrinogen into fibrin. Yes, exactly. Fibri- uh, fibrinogen is soluble; fibrin is not. That is why then, if it's uh, once it's insoluble, it uh, and specifically there's so a pro- uh, there's a prothrombin activator who makes the prothrombin into pr- thrombin, which then makes the fibrinogen into fibrin. okay
1: anything thrombo is usually associated with clotting like thrombosis for example Ah yeah latin nice
0: Nice. yeah
1: if you know latin biology becomes a lot easier
0: Mm. coronary thrombosis as you were talking about basically it's a blood clot formation the coronary arteries which are uh thick walled no coronary arteries
1: what is do you know what a coronary artery is
0: it's an artery that is connected to the heart all of them are. I know. What do you want from me? It's ones that
1: directly lead to the heart muscle and supply yeah, the heart muscle with shit. Ah, uh,
0: coronary. Yeah. We Oops. talked about this in like. I know. We talked about this two days. ago. It was two days ago. I forgot, Steph. <laughs> we have a, our biology I know. exam. Is in I know. Five days. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, current, uh, There are basically some well-known factors that are correlated with increased risk of coronary thrombosis, such as smoking. High blood cholesterol concentration, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, and lack of exercise, or mm-hmm.
1: not moving for an extended amount of time. That's why you sometimes get antithrombosis medication uh, when you have to uh, be bedridden for a while, or you uh, go on flights and can't. Move. Doesn't
0: the pill for women also cause thrombosis it in like your legs and stuff? Like they yeah, have can. like these little veins sticking out on your legs. And stuff? Yeah, yeah, that, that can happen. <sighs> okay. we love so. <laughs> Essentially, uh, what happens is that phagocytic white blood cells, phagocytes, um, just ingest pathogens if pathogens come into you. Can we quickly differentiate between pathogens, phagocytes, lymphocytes?
1: Well, the phagocytes basically just gobbles everything up. Yeah. It's a white blood cell.
0: Uh, It's a white blood cell. What are lymphocytes? Lymphocytes, they're uh, also known as the T helper cells. Ah, and then their B help. No wait, for B cells, we're, yeah. we're gonna to get to those. Uh, okay. when we look at the but
1: like phagocytes are basically the uh, first line of defense, and uh, except for skin and all that shit, obviously, but yeah. in the bloodstream, um, and just they just eat, eat. Shit. Like they eat whatever it is they find.
0: And what do they do with the eaten stuff? Do they, well, like, they just kill it.
1: They kill it and they um remember what it was. Ah.
0: Literally. Okay. And then uh, pathogens are anything uh, anything that's gonna harm you, so bacteria, viruses, fungi, things like that. Oof. Okay. So, um, and yeah, there were there this now goes into antibody production. We're gonna skip it for now because we we want uh, because it's, it's in more detail in chapter eleven. Uh, basically, antibiotics. Um, they block uh, pr- uh, they block processes that occur in prokaryotic cells, but not in eukaryotic cells. Wait again. Can you repeat that in slow? Antibiotics basically stop prokaryotes from working, but not eukaryotes. Ah. Oh. So for ex uh, so that's why it's against bacteria. Because, because bacteria are prokaryotes. They are basically
1: yes. the mortal en- um, uh, mortal enemy of probiotics, so the yogurt shit that helps your butt, uh, <laughs> butt gut bacteria grow.
0: But, but oh yeah, nice. And, uh, s- uh, but it's yes, important yes. to know. That's
1: why you sometimes get Durchfall if you uh, take antibiotics.:
0: Oh, interesting. OK, OK. Anyway, but uh, antibiotics, one very important thing is that they do not work against viruses. Ah? Because uh, viruses are viruses.
1: Not alive.
0: Yes, they're not alive. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. They're not procreate, are they? No, they're not. No, they are pro- not even cells. Yeah. What yeah. are they?
1: They are basically just a bunch of proteins. Yes,
0: Oof. and DNA. Yeah. Creepy. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, they're not considered alive because they can't uh, procreate on their own.
0: Yeah, they need others. They, to they need to hijack
1: a cell and make it produce them.
0: So we can't use antibiotics against coronavirus. Nope.
1: And Otherwise we would have long done that by now.
0: Yeah. Basically, uh, and that also brings us into um, resistance. So, specifically viruses uh, can uh, be treated with antibiotics because they don't have a metabolism. And antibiotics do something to the metabolism? Yes, to the metabolism in prokaryotes. And what exactly is that? Do we need to know that? Uh, they block the processes. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but what's also important is the resistance to antibiotics. Basically, um, we've talked about antibiotic resistance in Unit Five. Remember, mm-hmm. uh, if you uh, because and uh, because it can pass quite quickly, uh, some bacteria can be uh, can gain resistance. Because that has something to do with the plasmids being passed yes, on Yes, ah. because plasmids might carry antibiotic resistance, and those could be passed uh, between bacteria, or sometimes just random mutation occurs that allows them to be. It. resistant and the thing is this is a big problem well because re- exi- um, um, resistance has increased right over yeah because the, the, only, years. the
1: only ones that are gonna survive when you regularly use antibiotics are the ones that are resistant yeah fair. so you're just left with the resistant ones
0: Oof. and that's the, and that's why it's important that uh, pers- like people don't over prescribe antibiotics mm-hmm. so that uh, we don't worsen this problem Furthermore, it's also, um, there's also other places specifically, I think, about half the world's antibiotics go to animal agriculture mm. because they're kept so closely that, uh, uh, that any um, risk would, immediate, uh, would very quick so that any pathogen would very quickly spread. And um, so that they can keep uh, keeping them that close to one another and uh, on, become honestly, a vegan. It's just better for life.
1: Honestly, I'm surprised that it's only half.
0: Yeah, yeah, it might, yeah. it might be or more. I'd have to check again, but mm-hmm. I uh, it's, uh, but it's definitely at least half of the yeah. antibiotics just go to other animals. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean. Zoonotic diseases and stuff—we know about that. Oh yeah, right. Zoonotic diseases. What are zoonotic? Diseases? Oh, we're we,
0: we're getting there. So that's actually another part of the chapter. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Um, diseases but, that come from animals and yeah. go to humans. Uh, then test. Uh, so uh, what we also need to know is about testing penicillin. Basically, a uh, Flory and Chain, which are two other researchers we need to know about, did not care about ethics. <laughs> yeah, like they uh, basically what they did is uh, that really they nobody did. <laughs> yeah. They so ethics were basically in
1: nineteen uh, eighty-four.
0: Yeah. Basically, they got eight mice and they infected them uh, with streptococcus bacteria that, the, uh, that caused them to die of pneumonia. Um, and then four of those infected mice were treated with penicillin, four were left alone, and then the four that were treated survived. And, that was, and th- from then on, they were like, okay, uh, here, t- um, <laughs> and they immediately took a human who had a life-threatening illness and gave it to them. Yeah, because and, and four yeah. surviving mice was definitely enough proof for this thing to work. I mean, the, th- the thing is that um, nowadays the standard procedure is that first it's uh, a lot of uh, animal testing. Then, very important, people test out on healthy humans first yeah. to make sure that there's no side effects. And then it's on sick uh, humans. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but back mm.
1: then it was all anarchy. Yeah. Scientific anarchy. Yeah. You could just do whatever the fuck you wanted to
0: We love... <laughs> No, we don't. Also, here it no, says... I um, mean,
1: there were important understandings that were gained in that time because of deeply unethical experiments. So yeah, you know. same
0: like Rebecca always... Um, Stein always <laughs> says, yeah, but I'm, I'm very glad for like the early 20, uh, 1920s, 30s, 40s... 60s.
1: 60s. <laughs> yeah, back back in the day when there were no ethical guidelines for psychological experiments.
0: Anyway, HIV. Um, uh, basically... You also need to know what HIV is. Uh, it is a retrovirus. Um, it oh, ba- virus. It basically has. It's made of RNA, okay. and uses reverse transcriptase to make DNA once um the DNA enters the host cell.
1: Like other viruses have just ready DNA, um. Uh. But um, retroviruses are can't even be bothered to bring their own DNA, so they just bring RNA to make DNA. Ah, So the cell makes it. They make
0: DNA and put that into.
1: No, no, they just put the RNA in there, and the cell then makes the DNA for them because they can't even be bothered.
0: It's like showing up to a party and bringing your recipe for something nice. Oh my, that is a real very good helpful thing you just said. Okay. Um. Basically, another thing is that uh, (sighs) it's uh. it, um, pr- uh, it basically destroys T-helper cells.
1: What about ha- t cells? Ah, yeah, the,
0: uh, the um, HIV. Yes. Basically, uh, it means that they ca- uh, the person cannot defend themselves against any diseases. That's why HIV is... Um,
1: yeah, you don't die of HIV per se. You just die of anything that comes your way, basically. Hmm. So yeah. a cold... Of the flu
0: yeah
1: uh, no E. coli
0: <laughs> and so there's a different ways in which uh, it can be passed along um, it can be th- through the sharing of needles by people who use drugs uh, they so in specifically or any needles with like, yeah.
1: but usually people sharing needles are uh, bad sex.
0: users sex yeah but so uh, by I was getting there <laughs> by uh, for example by the giving of mother milk any exchange of bodily fluids
1: no, when you kiss, you don't... Yeah,
0: okay, but generally, um, exchange of blood or mother milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and often also, sex is the most common one. It's not the only one, but it's the most common one. Um, and specific, uh, specifically through small micro tears that happen. Yeah, during sex. And that's why it also spreads more, uh, more easily. That's why the um, AIDS epidemic uh, specifically impacted the homosexual community, because... Not only were they more likely to not use protection because there was no chance of babies, Mm. but it was also because anal sex tended to cause more micro tears than traditional penile vaginal sex. Why did HIV only like appear in like the 1980s?
1: It came originally from apes. Yeah. We didn't have it for very long. Um, I don't think anyone had sex with uh, an a monkey or whatever um okay. uh, it was just not properly prepared meat that was eaten
0: yeah oh
1: uh, and then which basically so basically some guy not being able to cook his monkey properly led to the hiv crisis
0: Oof. so antigens and blood transfusion uh so now this is, uh, this is unit 11 so if you're standard level you can stop now thanks for watching this mm. was it this was the end of biology for you Oh my God. no more
1: biology for you anyway you have <coughs> you have forfeited your biology privileges
0: get out of here i don't care <coughs> Sh- shut up get out of here this is forbidden knowledge <laughs> high level you, did stu-
1: not not, you did not work for this knowledge you do not deserve it
0: <laughs> high level students let's talk about antigens and blood transfusion
1: was there any standard level student in your class
0: not in our class but in the class below us Basically, Congrats.
1: they are not listening to that podcast.
0: I know no one. No one in our class is li- No one is listening to this podcast. Where
1: do those dreams come from?
0: Twenty-eight to thirty-year-old men, apparently. What? Weird. Okay, let's listen to this. That is
1: very strange. Okay, whatever.
0: Um. So. If, uh, so basically, antigens. It's important to differentiate antibodies. They're um, what our body produces. Mm-hmm. Antigens are the thing that we recognize. That's like, like, it's, it's,
1: what on, it's what's on pathogens.
0: Yeah, it's what's on the illness. So you can mm. think of the antibodies come from our body, the antigens come from the pathogens. Mm. Or if you've ever taken a COVID test, it's a COVID antigen test. It tests that there's COVID in your body. Ah, oh, interesting. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, specifically where this becomes also important is in blood transfusion. We hinted at this during the genetics unit. But uh, uh, basically what, hap- what happens is that um, certain blood types have certain antigens on them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, again, there's A and B, and they have um, their own antigens. A, B has both of those. Mm-hmm. O doesn't have any specific ones. What happens when you have the, one of the certain antigens is that your body... It's antigens, Come, please. <laughs> it's not antigens, it's antigens. Antigens. Um, your, you. your body... <laughs> does not produce the, that type of antibody for it but it does produce it's an for, antibody it's an anti Antibody pre- body is
1: better than antigen
0: yeah fair. shush <laughs> antibody uh, it's an it's a, a written exam it's an oral exam i don't have to worry about that
1: but we have to worry about that
0: <laughs> basically so if you have um a blood uh, if you have blood type a then your body uh, then your body uh if if you send your body will have antibodies against those of blood type B ah oh, yeah so if i now suddenly got a blood transfusion of someone uh exactly here i didn't say something that was specifically wrong but it definitely implied something wrong i implied that antibodies go along with blood transfusion i'm gonna correct myself later again but i just cut out this part just to make sure that you would not get confused antibodies are not transfused with it the issues that come with wrong blood transfusion is that um your antibodies react with the new antigens the antigens will start doing that that's why even though O has antibodies against both of them, is the universal donor because there's no antigens in there. Hmm. Wait. It has antibodies against both, but yeah, it has wait. antibodies against both, but not. And wait, wait, it does. Okay. Wait. I'm not. I'm not. I might have missed up. So this is my official explanation now. There's uh because O has no anti uh, antigens on. It means it can be injected into anyone safely and the antibodies will not in any way mess with it mm-hmm. meanwhile so if i got oh that would be fine if i now got something with um you could also get b right no i could not get b she could get a i could get a i could not get b because for b that would have the ant- uh, it would have the b anti i think i got this wrong earlier i'm sorry <laughs> i correct my- this is my correction if i got uh, now blood type b then those blood cells would have the B antigen on them, and it would react with my B antibodies. But you, d- no, like I do have B antibodies. I don't have a, a. I don't have A antibodies. Okay. If you're blood type AB, what kind of antibodies do you have? Both. You're if your blood type A, what kind of antibodies do you have? B. B. If you have, if you're B, what kind of antibodies do you have? A. a. If you're O, what kind of antibodies do you have? You uh, you have both.
1: Yeah, then... Oh, no, never mind. AB, AB, AB have, has no anti. Yeah, uh, sorry. Obviously, AB they have
0: no. antibodies, but they don't have any specific to the blood groups. I'm so... If, if I'm B and then... No, wait. If I'm AB and I need a blood transfusion, what can I get? Everything. 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 Yes. Uh, that depends
1: yes. on if you're negative or positive. I'm not sure, but that doesn't... <laughs> well, we don't yeah. care about, care about we,
0: don't, we don't worry If about I'm that. O, what kind of blood can I get? O. Only O. That's stupid. Okay, interesting. If I'm A, what kind of blood can I get? B, no A, A or uh, A or O. If I'm B, I can get B or O blood. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh. So basically, um, the letter that is there, uh, you can receive from that letter and O. So if you have A B, you can uh, get from A B A or B or O. If you have B, then you can receive from B or O. If you have A, you can receive from A or O
0: oh, you can just get from all. Yeah,
1: because you do not have any letters.
0: Hmm, okay. Basically, there's uh, an example. There's uh, on page 467, uh, figure 5 shows a reaction hmm. of, the, of the different blood types with, I think there was a different anti-bodies? Yeah, mix- with antibodies. So I think that's why I got confused, because they showed mixing with antibodies. So... Now, but uh, remember the antibodies of the donor blood don't we don't care about those that those don't matter. Uh-huh. The antibodies of whoever donated won't get passed on to you. But the antigens, the antigens, yes. Mm-hmm. It's um yeah, it's almost like if someone's coming over to your place and you're very good at hitting people with cert- or, and you have specific bats to hit people with. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to bring their bats. Their bats are also at home, so they're uh, well air just, visitors.
1: It would be rude to bring uh, bats.
0: <laughs> but ba- basically, but if they look foreign, you will smash them with <laughs> <laughs> Some specialized foreign. Except if they look like you, exactly. If they
1: look like you, or they look like your best friend, oh, then they are fine.
0: Okay. Well, no, it's it's like.
1: O doesn't yeah. look like shit. Like, no, o, o...
0: O, just, uh, o looks like you, but there's just something missing and you don't care about that. It's like you, if you suddenly intensely, if you have a hat-smashing bat, it doesn't um, matter if someone comes in with a jacket or with no jacket and no hat, as long as they don't have a hat. Okay, <laughs> enough with this antibody production. Yes, so um, B lymphocytes are activated by T lymphocytes in mammals. What? Stop again? Basically, okay, we've got the helper T cells, and we've got the B cells, yeah. So it's essentially, first the macrophage, which is also another term for the phagocyte, <laughs> and the phagocyte is the bad is the bad guy. No, no the
1: phagocyte is the one that eats everything. All right.
0: Okay. So macrophage and phagocyte is the same thing. Um, the macroph- uh, macrophage um, is uh, so the macrophage and ph- uh, phagocyte are the same thing. Mm-hmm. They ingest the uh, early ingest the pathogen, take its antigen and show it out. So basically, they ate the person. They're now showing their hat. they okay. like, Look at this hat. That's a bad hat. Um. Now the uh. And now there's a helper T cell which will be specific to that antigen. Will basically be activated by it. By the um phag- uh, phagocytes and yes. Then. Wait, the helper T-cell is activated by the phagocyte? Yes. Because the phagocyte is wearing the hat of the antigen. (laughs) Uh, It's just showing the idea. It's just basically, yeah, it's it's the antigen. It's like, here, this is the people we're looking out for. Okay. Um, And then uh, the B-cell specific to the antigen is uh, activated by proteins from the helper T-cell. Why can't we just have the B-cell being... Why do we need the helper T-cell?
1: Because it's helping.
0: Wait, let me check. It says. Couldn't we just skip the helper T cell and go directly to the B cell? Well,
1: then it would feel. Well, no, the, no, 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 no. The T okay.
0: because the T cells also activate the T killer cells. Ah, and what are the T killer cells? Well, they
1: kill shit.
0: Yeah. And what do the B cells do? The B, uh, the B cells, uh, they divide repeatedly and they produce, um, they and they produce. Uh, plasma cells which secrete antibodies against the antigen yes and they also divide to make memory cells
1: do you have to know about natural killer cells nope nope okay don't
0: confuse me me. i'm I'm already with what i'm having here okay so just let me repeat this okay an antigen comes into no wait um A pathogen comes into the into the body it has antigens on the outside the phagocyte is like hmm. let me swallow you ah you have an id let me display it and then the helper wait and then the helper t cell comes along is like ooh, id i can read you then the helper t cell activates the t killer cell and the b cell and the t killer cell kills shit and the b cell divides into and no wait the into, into memory cells and plasma cells. Yes. And then the plasma cells secrete antibodies. Yes.
1: But this is a long process of experimentation. Basically, the antibody production takes a while. That's why the other things are there. The antibodies are the most um, efficient way to go about it, and they will end the infection. But it's they take a the yeah. Time. It's basically um, uh, they, they send out the killers while they also go to the lab and find antibodies.
0: Yeah, nice. it's, it's kind of like we were trying to find a vaccine for a while when COVID hit. But at the same time, we were just still taking other measures to mm. try and... And the other problem. measures were like helper T-killer uh, L- T- cells, for yes. example. Yeah. Okay. Okay, nice. Okay. Uh, so basically, um, there is also clonal selection and memory cell formation, like we just said. And then they produce antibodies. But What is clonal selection? Clonal uh, selection is uh, the B cells uh, making a clone of plasma cells. Mm, mm -hmm. So, but why do we need antibodies, you might ask? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, they...
1: So we don't die.
0: That's a good reason. Well, that's the uh, overarching thing, but why don't we die? Uh, There's opsonization. Essentially, they, uh, uh, they grab the person, uh, they grab them and scream, here, 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 this is who you're trying to kill. Uh, t- so that the phagocytes can more easily engulf them. Oh, oh they so like the snitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So yeah, they can link the pathogen to the phagocytes when yeah. they're bound. Uh, they can also neutralize them. So basically, they wrap around them and, uh, and stop them from entering any cells oh my god they can uh, neutralize the toxins they based... respect personal boundaries i'm an antigen
1: she's <laughs> <laughs> like i'm allowed to disrespect your personal boundaries i'm an antigen
0: you mean an antibody And are an antibody yeah <laughs> so yeah they neutralize well what do you mean respect personal boundaries you're the one who entered the body <laughs> I have a Daseinsberechtigung. No, you don't. (laughs) I
1: I applied for a visa. I might not have gotten the visa, but I applied. Right. Yeah, it's a visa in uh, singular. Anyway. But my friends and I applied for visa. We might not have gotten them, but uh, we should apply. (laughs) Anyway, they
0: also neutralize, uh, and they they also neutralize some toxins. So basically, it doesn't just stop person from uh, going and attacking others. It also stops. The pepper—it sp- uh, also clogs a pepper spray. <laughs> um, nice. Then they also activate the complement system. What's that? Complement, as in with an e, not with an i. There's a difference. Complement is basically complementary colors. Yeah, complement means uh, something that completes the other thing, like complete complement. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, complement with an i is uh, saying uh, is Same being nice. A- so, for example, if I, uh, I might uh, I might compliment you by saying that the shirt complements your eyes. Mm. So, um, yeah, and they basically uh, st- uh, perforate the membranes of the pathogens. I thought they were both called compliments as in like being nice to each other because if the shirt complements me, then it's like it's being nice to me and then it fits to me, right? But that's, that's not what it means. <laughs> oh, yeah. So sad. Okay. Uh, and finally, also a glutenized. Uh, Nation, agglutination. Basically, uh, it <laughs> it superglues all of the people together and uh, so that way they can't do anything. Yeah. So it glues all the antigens together. Yeah. How would I say no, that Not antigens, pathogens. Pathogens. How, how would I say that in an a uh, scientific way? Because I can't uh, they, say. <laughs> they, the, the antibodies cause sticking together or agglutination of pathogens so they oh. are prevented from entering cells. I'll just say agglutination. Okay. And yes. it can also be uh, quickly phagocytized. Uh, Phagocytized? Phagocytized.
1: You mean phagocytosis?
0: No, phagocytized.
1: Oh, phagocytized. Oh, like as in an adjective.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah, they. Uh, but it can be dangerous because of blood transfusion. So, um, yeah, but basically uh, just you can, uh, you can imagine like if you've ever seen any like action movie after the heroes get all the bad guys, they tie them up with a rope so they can't go anywhere. That's basically that. Okay. So then immunity. Um, it depends on the persistence of memory cells. So essentially, uh, after uh, if you look at the concentration of an antibody after the prime, uh, so first it goes up with the primary response, but then it starts the to decrease again. Immunity goes up with the. Oh, yeah. I mean. No, the co- the the concentration of the antibody, but that is basically the immunity. I mm-hmm.
1: think this part of the course has gotten a lot easier for you guys because we all know about decreasing immunity after oh, yeah. initial exposure. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, covid did help with some of this shit. Basically.
1: Yeah. Like virology has probably gotten a lot easier for everyone.
0: After the primary response, it goes down, goes down, goes down up until the second and then when it's second account it goes way up beyond what it was initially and then it's like okay, yeah, no, like now we have now we're keeping into a bit fine. Okay, so wait. This first is where where in this is my vaccination against covid. The there. first
1: is that that is the first vaccine, that is the second vaccine.
0: That's the so this is the first encounter, and this is the second encounter because it takes a couple of days to get the antibodies going. Remember what Ollie said, right? Yeah, so and then it's done, okay. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. so that was for the, about the uh, page on graph 470 of the textbook or on page 131 of the study guide. Yeah, so that's oh, yeah. why we
1: got two vaccines,
0: yes. Uh, oh. And then, yeah, and vaccines lead to immunity, they co- uh, contain antigens that trigger immunity but do not cause the disease. Mm-hmm. Basic, uh, basically, Edward Jenner. Uh, he tested was his a big, big unethical guy. <laughs> he tested his vaccine for smallpox on a child.
1: So many unethical Jenner's today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had a discussion while the uh, microphone was off. But anyway, <laughs> um, basically, they uh, uh, he pr- uh, he purposefully infected the boy with smallpox so that way uh, after he? having uh, after having first um basically he watched he, milkmaids getting no, no, so pox? basically he infect uh, so he inf, uh so didn't he have just found no, a guy took, with smallpox no no no, wait no no no. you're uh, i'm uh, telling you it's out of order here's the order that I actually happened he took some pus from cowpox and infect uh, and infected the boy with it mm-hmm. and after infecting the guy with cowpox then tried to infect him with smallpox, but he didn't get infected with the smallpox.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess that's for uh, creating zoonotic diseases. Not that for him. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, but like the yeah, milkmaid's it... already had cowpox. Basic, like... Basically, smallpox was eradicated Yay. by vaccination. Yay. Measles
1: would have been too if it wasn't for anti-vaxxers. We Yay. Love
0: um yeah and we can and we can use epidemi- epidemiological data related to vaccination programs there's a, there's a bunch of examples here uh, on page 472 and 473 and 471 talking about how we can look at how it went down with vaccination however i've seen a I th- i've seen something before where it talked about uh, a question where it asked for both uh, pros and cons to vaccination programs obviously the pros are it causes immune uh, it causes immunity without having to worry about infection it decreases uh, it decreases the chance of risk groups getting infected and all mm-hmm. of that uh, and obviously it has been able to eradicate diseases such as smallpox uh the drawbacks are things like there might be unexpected allergic reactions mm. um then there might uh, it might also cause other irritations or small symptoms for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and uh, but specifically, they do not cause autism. Apparently, <laughs> the examiner's comments on one of those questions said um, an unfortunate number of people wrote that they cause autism without any further justification. Uh, they just they, they don't. They don't. They it's been the don't, many don't times. Don't don't listen to them anti vaxxers I mean the thing. It's all based on like. A really stupid... Like, it is an A incred- really
1: badly designed study that was um, uh, pulled again after... Yeah. Things, but it was too late at that point. And people were like, oh god, autism. Apparently, people are more scared that their kids might be autistic than uh, them dying from diseases.
0: But anyway, zoonosis. Uh, so basically, uh, pathogens might cross species and infect humans. Which uh, can be very dangerous to humans. Because obviously, a pathogen's goal... It's almost never to kill its host. We've had this with like what's it called? Schweinepe, uh, Schweine, swine flu, yeah. swine flu and bird flu and, and all the other flus and, and all the other mad flus. cow disease, um, a certain <laughs> thing called COVID. You might have heard of it. Um, well, mad
1: cow disease is I think a bit different. Yeah. Well, it, it's a prion disease. It's very like it's it's not quite.
0: It's not quite. But um, so basically, uh, pathogens can cross species. It's very rare but it obviously it becomes a lot more common when it's, there's a lot more opportunity for it to jump species. Ahem, animal agriculture, ahem. Um, Become a vegan, guys. <laughs> basically, it's uh, because animals are kept in such a close space, together with humans, a lot of the time, it co- co- means that zoonosis is a, lot, is a lot more likely.
1: Yeah, more mutations happen, more infections happen, uh, more chance of it becoming jump viable and human.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um basically now there's also so this was mainly specific immune response. Now there's also non specific immune response. so for example, histamines, white cells, uh so basically mast cells are in connective tissue and what they are mast cells? They're just immune cells. Mm-hmm. They're in and no they one. secrete histamines in response to infection. So basically they're and they basically cause anything that you would connect to allergic symptoms.
1: That's why you take antihistamines uh when you want to uh, want a like, um, entzündung to go down.
0: Ah, right, okay. Yeah, but so basically, itching, fluid buildup, sneezing, mucus secretion, inflammation all that is happens when histi- histi- histamines are secreted. Exactly. Because you want to fight off.
1: Yeah, you want to get all that shit out of your system.
0: Basically, it's, it's uh, mm. remember how earlier I was talking about having a hat baseball bat? Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, uh, this is just like not even... Uh, you just hear someone coming through the door and just swinging wildly. <laughs> nice. Unlock your door. Yeah. Mm, okay. um, so then the, uh, pr- uh, the next is uh, pros for creating hybrid Doma cells. Basically, hybridomas—they're few, fu- they're hybrids haha, of mm. myeloma and plasma cells. Myeloma are tumor cells. So the way that we do this is that we inject a mouse with, um, uh, we we inject a mouse with pathogens so that they produce antibodies, spleen mm-hmm. B cells. We take out the plasma cells, we fuse them with myeloma cells, we create hybridomas. And basically, and then and we use an antigen and a dye to find the dyed hybridomas. And what do we use the hybridomas for? Well, they make monoclonal antibodies. <laughs> and what are those? Basically, uh, we use uh, we use them. Uh, so, the and we need the monoclonal antibodies in order to, uh, for example, use pregnancy tests. Basically, um, HCG, human cho- uh, chorionic gonadotrophin, gonadotrophin. What the? We don't need to know, we just need to know. HCG is secreted st- by. So, uh, Embryos, ba- right? Th- and by prostate cancer. Basically, oh. they're. Um, so
1: if you are a guy and you take a pregnancy test and it's positive, you should really go to the doctor.
0: Oh my god! Oh no. Basically, the um, uh, yeah, the developing embryo and later the placenta produce hCG, and so that can be detected by that by a pregnancy test. Yes, using monoclonal yeah. antibodies. Yeah. Um, Is that it? Uh, yeah, I believe. Uh, obviously, there's, and I mean, another example is also COVID tests. Mm-hmm. That's also. Huh. So, now that was a unit that took a long time, that 23 minutes, I think. Let's go to 11.2 movement. So, uh, basically, we're looking at muscles and bones and all of, well, not really that many bones, but um, bones and skelet- exoskeletons basically anchor muscles. Uh, so it's um, uh, so the muscles act as lever uh, so act uh, uh the muscles actually do something but the bones are the levers and anchors of the muscles mm-hmm. like they can flex as much as they if they want as long as if they're not attached nothing's yeah. gonna happen. Well,
1: octop uh, po- uh do just fine.
0: They don't have what?
1: They don't have bones. They just okay yeah so... but they're also in the water. Okay, but they <laughs> can also walk on land. Well, crawl, but
0: yeah. Well, they also they can stick to things. True. Sure. Anyway, so. um Definitely uh, figured it out. So there's different types of levers if you've taken physics, which you probably haven't. Uh, Considering
1: you're doing biology. Well,
0: no, there, there are people in the world who take both physics and biology.
1: Yeah, typically the Dutch students, because for some reason Dutch universities accept IB, but they want all three sciences.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, so there's first class levers, second class levers, and third class levers. Just look at the diagrams. on page four hundred seventy-seven. Honestly, <laughs> um, but essentially, uh, essentially, the movement of the body requires muscles to work in antagonistic pairs. We mentioned this uh, last episode, I believe, or the episode another be- uh, episode before that, with um, uh, with the breathing, the fact that we need always two halves. So, for example, if you have your, uh, if, uh, you have your arm, you need uh, the biceps and the triceps because uh, when you extend it, uh, then the triceps uh, is uh, contracting, mm. and when you go up, then the bicep is is contracting, yeah, exactly. It's and good. the triceps is relaxing, yeah, yeah. because otherwise you could uh, even uh, so if I only had my biceps, I could be able to get it here, but then if I wanted to pull it back down, unless I'm trying to uh, unless I use gravity mm. it's I can I can't just have it hang. I can't just like. Extended forward, I could only use my biceps. And we can't rely on gravity to do everything for us.
1: Matilda, stop flailing your arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, an insect leg, for example, has antagonistic muscles um, that's as that's well. Because remember, this is animal physiology, we're not just talking about humans, I mean, they're also animals, but we're animals also do about, exist. We're talking about other animals as well, occasionally. Basically, they, because it attaches to the exoskeleton, they have extensor and flexor muscles as well uh, with their leg. Like, if you want a diagram, you can look at page 478. Now, oh. we also need to know about uh, a joint, a synovial joint. Basically, there's, uh, we, like I just mentioned, there's the biceps and the triceps. The biceps is on the top, you can think of it biceps that would be in the beginning, and the triceps is down low. let um, so and then the humerus. You
1: mean town low? <laughs>
0: <laughs> town low. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then the humerus is the bone on w- to which the biceps and the triceps are attached. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've uh, and then below that you've got uh, the you've got the radius and you've got the ulna. Those are the bones in the lower arm. Now, the radius um, radiates around the ulna. If you, you might not know this, but when you turn your wrist, because obviously your elbow doesn't move, one bone goes above the other one. Yeah, they
1: basically cross.
0: Lit. And the radius is the one that radiates around the ulna. So if you look at the... If you look at the... So the radius is attached to the bicep and the ulna is attached to the tricep. Cool. Now the ulna also kind of cups around the humerus, but of course it can't just cup directly, that would uh, cause too much friction. So instead we have cartilage which covers the bones Mm -hmm. and stops friction. Uh, You've got, I believe, the ligaments that uh, attach the bones to the um, muscle, so the muscle to the bones more Mm -hmm. accurately. Then there's also synovial fluid which lubricates the joint, it's between the pieces of cartilage. And then, you've got, are you and then you've got a joint capsule that seals the joint. Cool. There's a diagram of this on uh, the textbook on page. 478. Okay, let's talk about structures of skeletal yeah, muscles. but professional, first, different joints allow different ranges of movement. So synovial joints, they allow it to go up, up down, up, down, but then there's also different- And there's shoulders. Yeah, there's. if you look at the shoulder, you can-
1: Shoulders yeah. are not like the other girls.
0: I mean, and then there's also your hip bone. There's your neck. Yeah. Just for reference, Helen is moving like a crazy lady right now.
1: <laughs> She's convulsing. Soon the demon will be expelled.
0: <laughs> Structure of muscle fibers. <laughs> so basically, you've got your muscle fiber. They are multinucleate. Can you guess what that means? They have many nucleuses, n- nuclei. Nuclei. Nucle- yeah. Yeah nucleon Basically, uh, there's a diagram on page four hundred eighty, so and uh, uh, or one hundred thirty-two of the study guide. 100, uh, what are you doing? Of the, and I'm, that's not moving like a crazy. Maybe. I'm okay. testing no, my sino- no, 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 no! I'm testing my synovial fluids. <laughs> okay, so.
1: Well, if you were to notice your synovial fluid, something would be very wrong.
0: Oh God! Yeah, yeah fair. Um, Imagine
1: I'm just like. Pfft.
0: Ew. so. The muscle fibers contain many myofibrils. Just a question, isn't if you crack your knuckles, don't you like pop air bubbles in the synovial fluid or something? (laughs) Interesting. Why are they so loud? Like...
1: Because they have some clunk copper, I guess. Mm. So...
0: Okay. okay. Um, Then... uh, So so the muscle fiber contains myofibrils. Mm Mm-hmm. And each myofibril is made up of contractile sarcomeres. Okay.
1: <laughs> you sound panicked? <laughs> I am
0: panicked. Essentially, you need to know how to draw a sarcomere. There's a picture on page 481 of the textbook. Is or, this here alles in sarcomere? No, this is a sarcomere. This is a muscle fiber. And wo in the muscle Is this from here to here in sarcomere? Those are myofibrils and they contain many sarcomeres. And Very mean? small. It's, Very it's small. the smallest part. Uh, basically, a, well, sar- a uh, basically one sarcomere is between uh, the light uh, is between the Z lines. If you look at it, there's oh. um, uh, there are thin dark lines, then brighter uh, bands, and then a a, a, a larger darker section. Mm-hmm. Basically, the darker sections are either myosin filaments mm-hmm. or the Z line. The Z line is the thin one. The myosin filaments are the ones, are the thicker ones, because they're longer. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, around the myosin there are layers attached to the z line of actin. Mm -hmm. What happens during muscle contraction is that uh, the myosin pulls uh, pulls the actin towards the middle. Mm -hmm. The actin is that here unten, oder? The actin, yeah, the actin is like And that is pulled into the middle. No, it's not not like that into the middle. It's pulled into the middle where there's a gap mm-hmm. between the actins. Those are pulled together because we're trying to contract them. So this is getting so the this here is getting shorter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah, that makes so much sense. It's getting shorter because I'm contracting. Yeah. And if I'm relaxing, it's getting longer. Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Nice, we love. Okay, so, (laughs) um, yeah, you need to uh, so you need to be able to draw that. Now let's specifically look at the mechanism of contractions. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's uh, like I said, it happens between this of the sliding of it uh, of the uh, my of the myosin sliding the actin towards the middle. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the myosin it has a bunch of small heads Mm -hmm. those attached to the actin and pull it towards the middle mm-hmm. we need to know this in more detail mm-hmm. so um there's first calcium ions and tropomyosin and troponin control the muscle contraction can you just repeat so um uh, basically I'll, I'll say it in more uh, so i'll say ex- exactly how and mm-hmm. uh, tropomyosin mm-hmm, it basically blocks the binding sites and actin when it's not being con- when we don't want contraction to happen also, Actin is this here. Is this here oben, ne? Yes. And there are binding sites. Yes. And they are being blocked by tropomyosin. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They basically trop- tropo—they trap the myosin from being able to act, bind. Okay. Act on the actin. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, when the uh, but when the motor neuron sends a signal for a muscle fiber to contract, mm-hmm. uh, basically calcium ions are released by what? They're just released. Okay. They're released. Mm-hmm and they bind to uh, and they bind to troponin mm-hmm. which causes tropomyosin to move mm-hmm. exposing the the binding sites ah this here das, das yes. tropomy- uh, no, that, is is the actin right? yes and this here is the tropomyosin no that's the myosin that's the myosin and then um, she's pointing currently at a diagram on page 133 of the study guide or the one on page 483 of the textbook okay and then what what causes the tropomyosin to release the uh, base, uh, the, the calcium, ah, calcium binds, right. binds to uh, binds to troponin, mm-hmm. which causes tropomyosin to move. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just how we get the binding sites open. Mm-hmm. Then, um, uh, then the myosin heads bind and swivel towards the center of the sarcomere, causing the, uh, moving the actin filament. But we specifically also need to know about how ATP is involved with this because mm-hmm. we've been talking so much about ATP. Um, it's also involved in movement, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, what we first uh, saw, so, uh, myosin filaments, when they are attached to the actin, they form cross bridges. Mm-hmm. Then, when the ATP binds to them, it causes it to break the trope, uh, cross bridges from mm-hmm. detaching them. Uh, the ATP is then hydrolyzed, so meaning it's split up mm-hmm. into the ADP and phosphate. This mm-hmm. releases energy, mm-hmm. and this energy basically overwhelms the myosin head and causes it uh, to cock. Ah, yeah. To be cocked. What is that the Myosin head? Yeah, and ah, so here yeah. you see there it's kind of cocked. Um, and it's uh, storing potential energy from ATP. Uh-huh. Then, um, they, bind to the, uh, they, uh, they bind to binding was, sites... Who they? The Myosin head uh-huh. bind to, act, uh, uh, to binding sites of Actin that are further away from the center of the sarcomere than the previous mm-hmm. sites. Uh-huh. Then, uh, the ADP and phosphate are released. And the heads push the actin filaments inwards mm-hmm. so that's called power stroke so basically if we're recapping quickly uh, they're bound uh, they're bound to Tuesday day please on Tuesday the what else would be bound the myosin heads just use the forward words please I think okay that's going to be repetitive yes. but the myosin heads are bound to the bind, uh, binding sides on actin mm-hmm. the ATP cu- uh, the ATP comes causes it to be unbound. Uh, causes well, the myosin heads to be unbound from the binding sites on the actin. Thank you. Then the uh, ATP splits up, giving it and en- uh, giving the myosin heads energy, so the myosin heads are cocked, and the, the myosin heads can bind uh, can then um, bind on further along on the actin uh-huh. uh, binding sites, <laughs> and then. Um, with a power uh, with a power stroke the myosin heads release the ADP and phosphate causing the <laughs> actin to move inward uh, ca- causing the actin to move inward further um, obviously they only move the obviously the myosin heads only move the actin a small bit but that is okay because there are a lot of myosin heads that will move the, uh, that all attach to the actin binding sites I side. understand way better now I'm I'm serious, Helen. It might feel repetitive for you, but I can't look into your head. It's way better like this. Okay, and then the actin uh, and because there's so many myosin heads, all of uh, the actin slides further into the middle, and all of this happens so much at the same time. That it then all moving. <laughs> yeah. Which one of these two is uh, relaxed? The relaxed, one, uh, the relaxed ones are the ones that have light bands in them. So this one is relaxed. Yes. And what are the light bands? Are the big gaps the light, in here? The light bands... No, no, no. The light bands aren't the gaps. The light bands are where there is no um, myosin. Uh, Wait. And what, what, what is myosin? So this, this is... This is myosin. So in here, there is none of, like... So here. These parts. These uh, gaps. Uh, Bas- and basically, because the myosin is moving the actin inwards the myosin is still the same length so it's uh and because the actin again i think you have to look at a diagram to properly understand this because um the actin kind of sandwich uh uh, sandwiches the myosin um there's usually some space in the uh, at the edges of the actin between the z-line and the myosin but when the myosin moves the actin inwards Mm. the um spaces in the actin are filled up by the myosin meaning Mm. that there are no more light bands Mm -hmm. and it looks all dark Mm -hmm. and that's it that's it for movement nice yeah um there's gonna be two i believe there should only be two more episodes if all goes according to plan Yeah, that's it. Uh, Ollie left uh, without saying anything, so goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.